So you have a show, you've started a podcast, you have a business, you have a personal life. What do you post where? How do you keep people from getting confused? How do you gain the clarity that is going to allow you to reach your goals in your personal life, your podcasting life, and your business life? We're going to dig into all that today. This is the On Air Brands. What's up? Oh, we got we got spirit fingers going on. Fingers. Is that like the new thing? It's new. It's old. It's whatever yeah. you want it to be. Um, I feel like really excited for this show today because it keep people keep multiplying. We keep getting more. Like gremlins. I know. Water. Really? Yeah. It's it's amazing. I personally eat after midnight, so I, <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you, but. Um, Meredith, I'm so excited to have you with us yeah. today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Also, yeah, that intro awesome. was just amazing. Oh, thank, thank you so you. much. It was yeah. really well thought out. So it was not on the fly. <laughs> um, I'm so excited for this topic. So this is where I think so many people get lost in what's going on in their head of, I know that I want to say this. I know I want to do this. I know I want to accomplish this, whatever this is. How do I make it happen? Where do I post what? So I'm going to ask you that question. Like how do, if, if we're starting this conversation off, what's the best way for people to know what to post where and how to avoid confusion when they're first starting? As far as personal brand podcasting? Yeah, personal brand podcasting. You know, I think the people who are listening to the show obviously have this new podcast. They want to get it out. They want people to listen to it. Um, but their audience is used to hearing and seeing certain things. So how do they start to weave that in without causing confusion? Yeah. Eric, I mean, you... Go, go ahead. You, you can throw it to me, but first I want to introduce yeah. you to anyone who's probably listening, <laughs> driving in their cars or running on a treadmill. Like, who the heck is this lady? Is this? This yes. Where's Todd? What Sorry. the heck is going on? But Meredith is the COO of this wonderful company, this ever-growing company as we continue to grow, like we said in Gremlins. Uh, keep pouring water on us and we multiply. So Meredith is growing the business, has tripled the revenue of the business in six months. That's crazy. So she's, she's killing it. Um, but yeah, I think, and I forgot your question, Amber, but I will, I will <laughs> stealthily too. come in and try to answer some part of it. Um, I, there's a, there's a healthy way to merge personal and, and, and business brands. Um, I would like to say I found some sort of healthy medium between the two, but then there are times as in anything in life where the pendulum swings extreme left, right, and needs to land in the center at times. And when it lands in the center, it almost has to be with intention. And it also has to be with some plan before burnout. Burnout yeah. meaning when you're working and working and you're not paying attention to friends and family and personal life. Um, you, the pendulum will swing the other way. And then I was like, yeah. guys, I need to take two weeks. You know what? Screw it. I need two months off. And that's not good for business or life either. So there is a way. 
I'm not saying I have the, the perfect answer or the perfect solution, uh, but just being aware of it yeah. is, is key. I think, Eric, I think that you have a great balance, actually, because you're always, especially with personal and business brand, you know, we've had clients and friends and family say, you know, Eric is on air brands, which he's the face of the brand, obviously. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is my second podcast. So it's like, I'm obviously not the face of the brand. <laughs> and there's a reason for that. Um, but Eric is constantly checking in with team members and our family. You know, he's very active in his family, obviously. Um, and it's, it's, it is a balance. Like he was saying, it's a perfect balance. And when the pendulum does swing to one side or the other, burnout is a big, big topic. And so it's like, how, how do you balance? How do you get that? Yeah. But Eric, I think that you have a great, uh, a great balance and you're also not, and this, I think Amber is where you were going. Um, there's a, there's a balance between, you know, the, the personal and the business where, you know, Eric is not necessarily completely tied to on-air brands. Like he has his own personal brand. So when you're starting a podcast, you want to think, you know, do I want to name it after my corporate brand or do I want to name it more of a personal brand? And which way do you go? And Eric, I know we, I know we've had this conversation with a couple of clients recently, but it's like, how do you balance that? Yeah. Yeah. I think that um, it's really cool that we're in a day and age where you don't have to keep them separate. Like there was a point in time mm -hmm. where you would talk to marketers and they would be like, this is your business page. All you post here is business. Like nobody wants to know about your personal life or your dogs or anything yep. like that. And then you go over to your personal life and it's like, nobody wants to know about your business. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. So we're in this place where you get to bring everything kind of in. And I think the intention that Eric, you were talking about, and then the authenticity and just being who you are in all of the things that you do is so incredibly important. Yeah. I want to, I also want to talk about the health in terms of like mental, emotional, spiritual health. When you're dabbling in this world of personal brand and how it relates to your business, because with intention, like I said earlier, you have to draw a line in the sand, like, yeah. and decide very early on when you when you commit to having a personal brand and putting yourself out there, is do I include what do I include in terms of like what I'm sharing about behind mm -hmm. the scenes in my house? Do I mention my kids? Do I mention my wife or spouse? Do I you know share things and give people a peek inside? And mm -hmm. are the people in my life comfortable with that? Like, yeah. These are things you have to also consider because I remember way back in the day before, you know, personal branding became a thing that we all now can, can own. You know, we weren't Oprah, we weren't Tony Robbins or even Howard Stern. So what I'm saying with Howard Stern is people in his life, whether they decided or not, were probably going to be incorporated into the show. And as a personal brand or a person who has a microphone and a voice and a platform, you have to be very sensitive to that. Like I do this with Meredith, um, unfortunately uh, for her, when we're on meetings and client meetings and stuff, I'll just mention things jokingly. And she'll tell me later, she's like, yeah, I didn't know you were going to mention that, or that wasn't true the way you told the story. And it's like, these things are part of your life and you distill mm -hmm. these stories and conversations and the way that you formulate them. And then you share them, you know, to 
to open up to people. Right. Mm -hmm. that, that to me is the best strategy for me personally is to be completely vulnerable and open to allow others to do the same, which creates amazing relationships. Uh, yeah. Hashtag, you know, uh, amazing. But anyway, yeah, I think that um, I don't know where I'm going with this, but what I'm saying is that you have to be very, very aware of everything you're doing because it could turn into something that you didn't intend for it to turn into. Well, I think this is also where the comment that you made in the beginning about, you know, your personal life and, and your health and, and your business and all these little areas of your life come into play. And I know you and I have talked about this before with the life wheel that I give out to my clients for that exact reason, right? Like, where do you rank in all of these different areas and what are you going to work on and how are you going to make sure that you're improving them all instead of having this amazing podcast, but a horrible relationship with your family because they're the subject of your podcast, right? So, um, and on the Howard Stern topic, like there's the difference between the people who are coming into your um, business now where you already have this established and it's this expectation that's set mm -hmm. and the people who are a part of it before. And I think having those conversations to know where the boundaries are are so important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's not sort of piggybacking off of what Eric said, it's not just your personal life. Although I, I, I do not share very much, you know, except with Eric about my personal life. You know, I don't, I don't post on Facebook even. I don't post anything. I normally just write about business related topics, but especially even in business, I feel like you have to be careful because you don't want to share real time info almost mm -hmm. like, even though you're learning and you're in the present and maybe some situation at work blew up and like you need advice or you want to be transparent about it. And, you know, you, you want to share your life lesson with other people. It's like, you have to be really careful about when, like the timing is everything I think. And even if you leave out names and you, you, you know, sort of just use general concepts, it's, you still have to be sensitive to the people who are involved. So it, it is, you know, another balancing act of, you know, how do you respect the people on both sides, both work and personal? Yeah. I think what's really cool about this entire conversation is um, that there's no right or wrong answer to that question. Right. So we keep saying, how do you do this? And you're not hearing a lot of answers because we don't have them. Right. The, the answers are ask the questions for yourself and find out where those boundaries are for yourself. I think for me, the purpose of this topic is that amazing awareness of these are the questions and the conversations that you should be having with your team, with your um, relationships. Like how far into your life do you want to allow people to come? How far into your business do you want to allow people to come? And then that goes back to your question, Meredith, of when you're naming your podcast, do you name it after your brand? Do you name it after you? Do you name it after something else? And I think these questions need to be asked before you can answer that one so you know what the topic and content of your show is going to be. Yeah. It looks oh, like I think she's we lost she her. She fell asleep or she's frozen. But um, I really thought I she was just <laughs> engaged in my question. Yeah. <laughs> she's doing her best Snoop Dogg impression. I, for it's anyone, true. Yeah. It's for true. anyone who's listening, she's got sleepy eyes. She's frozen. Okay. Oh, I will. Back. Wait, I, I'm back. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't hear mostly what you were saying, but yeah, it's uh, naming the podcast. But sorry, go ahead, Eric. I don't want to. I, I mean, you you can you can compliment what I'm about to say here because you've heard me say it recently. 
in that, say you have a business, small, medium, large business, and it doesn't matter. And you're considering starting a podcast to to complement, to to help uh, in any way, you know, for, for the business, because it will help. And you're deciding whether, because you have a lot of the clients that we talk to have their own personal mission. And it's mm-hmm. not always completely aligned with the companies. Mm-hmm. So I highly, highly, highly recommend anyone who's out there that's considering and they're still in the middle of it, creating your own podcast with your values, your mission, your passions, because you never know where it's going to go, whether that's your company or not, that their core values, their mission, it's its own entity. It's its own living, breathing organization with people in it, hopefully. And if that, say you sunsetted the business or say you you sold it or something happened where you were no longer involved, now you're your podcast is completely tied to that company. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about cancel culture for a second. There's so many people that are being pushed out of whatever platform it is. And if they solely relied on being that, like equate their, their brand is completely in, in, ingrained and rooted in that brand. Let's say it's Netflix or whatever it is. Now you don't have a platform. You don't have a way to communicate to your audience. So the way around that is to start your own brand. So you'll always have your own audience and always have access to them. To play devil's advocate here, though. Yeah. Business podcasts, not not in the category of business. I'm talking about like corporate brand podcasts. So instead of a personal brand, you're doing a, a business brand. I feel like those are all the rage nowadays too, though, because people want to relate and they want to grow closer to the brand. And that's such like you put a face, you put a voice to the brand, such a good way for people to interact with that. But you have to take that advice, obviously, with a grain of salt, because as you just said, Eric, it's like you can get so tied to the brand And even if you're the CEO or, you know, the owner of the business, what you like your personal beliefs and your values and your mission, although those will be, you know, flush without the or flush within the company, you know, you don't necessarily want that brand to be your personal brand. So I think that there's definitely an argument for both sides. It's just you need to be careful. Like, how do you determine what to be a personal brand, what to be a business brand, you know, are you also, Amber, you sort of hit on this a little bit, but the more you open up, if you're doing a personal brand and a personal podcast, the more you open up and the more transparent you are with people, the more you open yourself up to criticism as well. So like you're saying, there's no right answer to this question. I think it's, I think it's a question more of like, how tough are you, honestly? Like how willing are you to take the, well, the comments and the criticism. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to make, I don't like make blank blanket statements very often, but I'm going to mm-hmm. right now, if that is a concern that somebody has, as far as criticism, don't start a podcast. And, and, and that's just the reality mm-hmm. of it. Right. Um, and you have to be prepared when you start a business, I would almost say don't start a business, right. You have to be prepared. Yeah. Don't do anything. For, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I covers. remember, Exactly. I remember when I um, 
got over that fear of criticism by understanding that if everybody liked me, then nobody liked me, right? Like I wasn't saying anything that actually hit home with people because that place where people are like, I can't believe that she just said that is the place that makes people think and transform and change, which I think is super, super powerful. But I'm going to play devil's advocate triple because I think you guys are saying the same thing, which I think is really cool that the, the corporate brand, I don't like if I think of Nike or um, Pepsi or Coke or any of these corporate brands that are out there, I don't think of a person. So I think that mm -hmm. those brands have done a really good job of, you know, if, if Nike sold to somebody else, nobody knows and nobody cares. So that podcast that's tied to that brand, it doesn't matter um, because it gets to go along with the brand. I think when we're talking about naming it, you know, I, my law firm is Furman Law. If I could go back and do it again, I wouldn't name it that because we have to do everything, business, podcasting, with this end game in mind. And if I ever want to sell my law firm, like I can sell my book of business, but I can't sell my brand because I'm not going with it and it doesn't exist. So I think that that has to be considered too, is this is your passion project. It's your baby. But at some point in time, you may want an exit strategy. And if you do want an exit strategy, is anybody going to buy what you've created without having to rebuild it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so the powerful thing about what you said to me, and, and this is my reticular activation because <laughs> this is all I eat, breathe, live all day long is, is, is the key word that you said is brand. Mm -hmm. So if you're able to determine very early on when you're starting a company or personal brand, what you're going to call it, what its mission is, uh, are you going to have other people involved to help you build? Because if so, then maybe you want to reconsider naming it for, you know, after yourself. Um, there are, there are, there are positive and, and, and good reasons why people would create it. You know, if, Gary, if I got a quarter for every time I mentioned Gary on the show, I mean, he's, he owes me a lot of money, but he named his company VaynerMedia, right? And I'm sure if I asked him, it was probably for legacy reasons and ego mm -hmm. reasons, but um, that's going to live on when he's long and gone. And he's going to be able to pass that on to whatever or whoever. So when you're creating a company or a podcast, um, I'm going to take myself or use myself as an example here. So my personal brand is not my name, right? It's Entrepreneur Circle, which if anyone has noticed this, the logo is my initials. It's easy. Mm -hmm. So yes, it's fused in, but it's not obvious. So I've had guest hosts. You've been a guest host. Amber. People have guest hosted on the show and it's not me personally, but then also I'm currently writing a book that's about this topic, which is it. why this is my jam. I love this stuff and how it all relates to each other and how you can build both at the same time and be very intentional with how you do it and be very, very strategic. So that for now, the working title is called Be Your Brand. Oh, you know, I like that. Be Your Brand. Now, Meredith and I are going to build another or a complimentary company. We don't know yet with on-air brands. And that could come with, say, we sold on-air brands. Hey, you also want this brand here as well, which is its own business. So if I had named it Eric Cabral, they'd probably say, eh, maybe how many, how many people you have on your mailing list? You know, that's yeah. what we're interested in mm -hmm. versus the actual brand. Because when you mm -hmm. create brand, you create a loyal following, you create trust, 
and you create love and brand champions for that name and for what you've created. And it's not even a tangible thing. Right? Yeah. People show people send me pictures of them and videos wearing our swag. Now that's brand. Now that's something that is hard to create, but if you do yeah. it right, there's loyalty. It's well, nuts. and there are the amazing people out there who have named their brands after themselves that will yeah. carry on. I mean, you look at um, Maxwell, you look at Proctor, you look at any of the big names in the personal development industry, you're Tony Robbins. I know that he kind of stepped away from naming his brand after himself, but those are brands that people would buy, even though they're named after someone else, because they became household names mm -hmm. at the same time, as amazing as that would be, we as business owners can't always expect that we're going to become national household names. So how do we make this work for ourselves in the middle ground, right? Which is where I think you guys come in so well because, you know, I'm I'm an attorney, I'm a, I'm a coach, and I say the same thing. I would never coach myself. I would never represent myself in court. So somebody who's out there that is like, well, I'm a marketer and I do branding, so I don't need anybody to help me with marketing and branding. Like, that's awful because the whole point of it is that you need somebody outside of your brand to help you see your brand to answer mm -hmm. all the questions that you just said, Eric, about where is it going and what do I want it to be and take that emotion out of it. I think it's not just a question of like marketing and how do I start and and even if you are a marketing agency, but I feel like people, many people fail to see that the podcast is an additional asset for your business. So like I always am advising people, you know, you need to build your business either for legacy or to sell. But I mean, it's always a good, it's always a safe bet to build your business with the idea of selling it because you're going to be documenting things you need to document and you're going to be planning properly and you're going to be, uh, you know, making sure you have structure and organization and the playbook basically. But the podcast acts as basically like a database and a marketing machine and a CRM and all those sorts of things behind that. And it's, it's hugely valuable as well. So it's not just, you know, like, oh, it's a marketing tactic. It's, it's an asset. It has so much value to it. And again, it comes back to, do you name it after the business or do you name it after yourself? Because we, we recently actually had a, a client of ours, um, his business was bought out and the, the people who bought his business thought that his podcast was part of the deal when it mm. wasn't, it's was actually separate. So, you know, it's like an additional asset that he gets to, he has leverage and he can negotiate with. So it's, you got to think about how you want to divide the two. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, really quick before um, I, I think it goes back to what you said, Eric, about intention. Yeah. Right. Like being really clear. I think I made this mistake. We can add it to the list of all the mistakes that I've made in my businesses that have gotten me to, to where I am. But I had to rebrand my entire podcast for that exact reason. Mm -hmm. That when I created it, it was, I have a story. I have lessons. People need to hear them. I'm going to share them. I don't want it to be a business. Yep. And then it became a business because it was powerful. And then it was like, how do I now make this? And I'm still in the process of merging that. So had I asked these questions in the beginning, it would have made that transition so much less painful.
It's all so new, but there are people that have been doing it. You know, take us, for example. And we've learned along the way, like you just stated, Amber. And to tap into people around you and in, within your network that have experienced this and they're, they're, they're years and years, years in that can give you some 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 insight on as as to how in the direction you should potentially go in or at least set these things up so that once you get to that point you the, the pillars are in place and you know just to mention what Meredith said you know with our client um who who sold his business and 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 luckily it was you know it's a partnership that developed into that um sort of uh, wonderful win for him and he was more than happy to include it but it just wasn't part of the conversation and here's the cool thing about it is it was more and i i am very hesitant nowadays especially to use the word podcast because it's way way more than a podcast it's video it's odd it's not just audio but it's video it's content it's creation and marketing for your brand and your company but this in particular was also a conference. It was also a conference that had hundreds and hundreds of, um, you know, well, thousands of people in the database, but then hundreds of people would attend the conferences. So the brand evolved into something much, much bigger than a show. And that was the asset that they were very interested in as well, because their company name had none of that brand mm -hmm. recognition, had never hosted a conference before on a national level. So Understand and know that when you build, it could potentially, let's think of the best case scenario and be prepared for that. Yeah. So I'm going to put you guys both on the spot right now as yes. we, um, I, I want to give some actionable tips. So, oh, we're doing spot dance. I like it. Okay. <laughs> so um, I'm going to start with you, Meredith. Um, okay. I'm ready. I, I let what actionable piece of content or information would you give to somebody? It could be a question they should ask themselves. It should be, um, it, whatever it is before they take any steps to create their show, or if they're rebranding their show, what do you think that they should do to make sure that they are setting themselves up within the parameters of what we talked about today for success? So we're talking business, personal mm -hmm. format. Okay. Okay. It honestly, it all comes back for me to the being open to criticism. So that's something mm. that I think everyone to a certain degree struggles with. And Amber, I actually listened to the episode, the, the On Air Brands Live episode last week with you and Eric, where you were talking, you, you told this story of, I think you were in school still, and you got up in front of people and you started crying because the vo you didn't hear voices in your head anymore. Mm -hmm. Basically like people weren't commenting in your head and that, that meant you sort of had like a mental flush of all of the bad, um, what's the word? Just bad thoughts that were coming into your head about yourself and what people were thinking about you. And I think, as I said before, I think everybody struggles with that to a certain degree. And so before you start your podcast, you know, I think some people maybe use, they want to start the podcast as a business related podcast because it gives them something to hide behind a little bit. Mm. Whereas if it's a personal brand podcast, it's like, that's all you, honey. Like that's all yeah. you. And so it's like, how, 
not only do you want to hide behind, hide behind, which you can, you can't, it's up to you, but do you want that buffer of a corporate brand or business podcast, or do you want the personal? And then within each of those, because I like to segment things and break them down in categories, within each of those, ask yourself, um, how open do I want to be? Like, what do I want to share? So I would sort of have a list of like, these are these are okay topics. We're not going on these topics. That's what I would say. I love that. And I think that it's so amazing to see how the answers to those questions align with the culture that they've already created in their business. Exactly. You know, I think that if they're open and you know, their life is kind of out in the open in their business, then it makes sense to bring it into the podcast. But if it's uh -huh. a huge corporate brand where you've got to be careful about national criticism and what you say and, and things to that effect and shareholders and all of this stuff, then maybe yeah. it doesn't make sense. So I think the culture of the business is going to dictate the culture of the podcast. So I love that. Yeah. Um, Eric, same question for you. So they're starting a podcast. What do you think they should ask themselves or do? Um, and maybe from the branding perspective, what do you wish that people had asked themselves or done before they met with you so that you could better help them in moving their brand forward? Yeah. The number one question that I've been asking lately, and this is what I would ask any corporation, um, if they have this and if they do to revisit potentially and recreate mashup and, and rebuild your core values. Now, when I've stepped into corporate environments, they usually had their corporate or their core values, their mission and their values all plastered on like wallpaper. And it was like, that literally like white noise and no one was paying attention. No one was walking the walk or talking the talk. Meredith and I are very, very aware of our core values and how it affects our decisions in business. So if you're a brand and a corporate brand and you have these core values, look to those for answers and start to build upon that. Now, if you have a show that you want to send a different type of message well, then create its own core values. Mm. And I've recently spoken to, it's funny, he was calling me just as we were talking, our, our new buddy, J.M. Ryerson from the Let's Go Win uh, podcast. He um, told me that when he was leading teams, he realized core values should be distilled down to three things because mm. no one typically remembers more than three things. And I looked at our core values and I'm like, that's so true. It's been on my phone as wallpaper for years. And we have five, I don't even know, six, one, two, three, four, five. And I don't always remember them, all of them yeah. at the same time. So I'm like, Meredith and I, we have to, we got to revisit this three core values is all we, we really truly have. But yeah, that's, that's what I would recommend people do. I love it. Yeah. When I started, um, when I started the podcast and the coaching business, um, I was told to make it a triangle. And so they gave me like this image of a triangle and like your number one core value at the top and then the two supporting core values that support that core value, which I thought was really cool. So, and what I love about these answers is that our backgrounds as what got us into where we are now profession wise and personally are coming through in the answers, you know, Meredith with her growth and, and CEO type background and you with the, the branding background. So my answer is going to be very mindset based. And that is mm -hmm. sit down and ask yourself, what's the purpose of me starting the podcast? Mm -hmm. What do I want from it now? And also this is where it gets challenging. What do I want 
it to be in one year? What do I want it to be in three years? What's the purpose of this podcast going to be in a year? What's it going to be in three years? And then as those answers change, because if you are doing the work right, your answer should not be the same when you hit that one year and that three-year mark. What plans do you have in effect to be able to reevaluate and adjust on a regular Mm -hmm. basis? I do it quarterly. So that would be mine is, is have a future based goal plan for what you want your show and your business to be. And then incorporating everything that Eric and Meredith said into your action plan for making that actually happen and readjusting. So good. Remember you, you and I, I think have similar mindsets where we're like deliverables, results, uh, uh, reevaluation, perfect, you know, like all those sorts of things. But we also run into people who they don't they don't care about those things. Like they have a mission to speak their purpose and to speak their mission and and to preach it. And they don't care if they have one listener who actually does something about what they say versus a hundred thousand listeners every month who does nothing. Yeah. And they just want like they're just in it for the journey. Like they're, Mm -hmm. they're in it personally. Like let's, you know, work on my speech and like conversation. And it's, it's so interesting. You get lots of different types of people who want a podcast, but um, you and I are, I think very similar in that. Yeah. And and I think that they go hand in hand because when you're making those goals, if you are that person that's listening that says, I don't have a business for my podcast. I just want to get my story out. I want to live in the moment. I want to share my life. I want this to be like an audio blog. Then that's great. That's your goal right now. Mm -hmm. But we don't do things as human beings. We don't do things without some sort of return. And that return can be emotional. It can Mm -hmm. be financial. It can be growth. So whatever that answer is for you, like that's the answer to put on your future pacing sheet and then Mm -hmm. see what, what comes from that. So I agree with you that not everybody has a business for the purpose of monetary growth. Um, but they always have a podcast for the purposes of some sort of emotional or connection or personal growth. So Mm -hmm. I love it. All right, guys. So we have really hit on some amazing things related to branding. We just gave our tips of goal planning and making sure that you have your brand secured, making sure that you are being clear about how much you are going to put out into the world based upon your corporate your corporate culture, as well as the core values that dictate who and what you do. So if you're listening to this saying, man, these are things that I have never thought of before, and you are looking for some assistance to make your podcast work for you instead of the other way around, go to onairbrands.com. They can help you take Take care of that, and we'll catch you on the next show. You are now tuned in to the Honor.